Hello Captains, welcome back to Rank Amateur. Today in Rank Amateur we are going over the Japanese uh, Tier 9 non-premium tech tree gunboat destroyer, the Kitakaze. So, um, pretty interesting ship. I, I mean, I have some varying opinions on it, uh, and it might differ from yours, so we'll talk about that later. But first up, we have news. So... It, I mean, it's not plentiful in World of Warships right now. Uh, unfortunately, we are uh, we're we're having a bit of a, a I guess a hiatus sort of from um, uh, interesting news as we're in between updates. Um, convoy battles back, obviously. Um, I mean, we're in the middle of eleven point five, and we're or towards the end of eleven point five, and we're going towards eleven point six. American Independence Day has been. Um, going on for a little bit um and yeah really nothing's been happening uh although we do have a winner for the uh steam camouflage contest um you know honestly i mean not to knock on people's art or anything but i mean the artwork is good but it just it doesn't really stand out to me you know i mean don't get me wrong it, it's pretty pretty neat but like you know it just doesn't grab me like i'm not gonna buy it i'm not gonna you know, it may, it just, I don't know. I mean, the the one that won is pretty cool. It's got like a, it gets a blue and black gradient across the King George V um, battleship. And the one in the second and third place are also pretty cool. I particularly like third place. You know, I feel like it would look good on like a Japanese ship, maybe not an American ship. But, you know, because it's kind of, it looks kind of like a, sort of like a cherry blossom type thing. Is what it reminds me of, but that's probably not what the uh, artist intended. Um, and the second place camouflage looks pretty cool. And it, it, yeah, I mean, it's kind of kind of like a. Uh, futuristic type camouflage pattern on it. I mean, they all look cool, don't get me wrong. They're all good. It's just, you know, it, it's not something, I guess it's not to my tastes. But it doesn't mean that you don't like it, so I recommend taking a look at them. Um, like I said, U.S. Independence Day event uh, is now concluded, question mark? You're coming to a close. Um, and we have the release of the USS San Diego, which, when initially when it was coming out, looked like it was just gonna be a load of steaming garbage, and um, it's not exactly a load of steaming garbage. It, it's, I mean, it, it's gonna have an acquired taste. What it is essentially is a tier eight Austin. It's got like a 5.5 second reload, uh, or I should clarify, it's an Atlanta class cruiser. 
Um, and this, I believe it did actually exist. Yes, it did actually exist. And it, and that, I do like that because you don't typically see that often. And I like the use of sap. I like the reload booster. I like all of that. I mean, it's, it looks like if you play it well, it'd be a really good ship. But then again, every ship in this game, if played well, is really good. Um, doesn't get a smoke screen. It gets a heal. It does get a heal. But it, it's just, got, it's got 27,000 hit points at tier 8. It, I just, and the armor is, I believe it's upgraded over the Atlanta slightly, maybe slightly, I think it has a slightly thicker belt, um, and it has more turrets, and it has better, or it has worse torpedoes, only 4.5 kilometer range torpedoes, it's literally just defensive torps, uh, hydroacoustic search, uh, repair priority, as I said, main battery reload booster, defensive AA fire, it's enhanced, so I think, I think if, I'm correct, it has unlimited charges of um, main battery reload booster, or not, not um, defensive AA fire. Well, it does have limited charges of main battery reload booster. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's interesting, and I think it would be interesting to play. I do think it would be frustrating to play, though, because the fact that it, it does, I mean, it has extended range of the Atlanta. I think it's up to 14 kilometers. Yeah, I think 14 kilometers, but good luck hitting anything with these ballistics out there. Like, good luck hitting anything. I think you might even struggle to hit a battleship out there. Um, so maximum effective range is still going to be the same as Atlanta's around 12 kilometers. And you, do, you lose the flint smoke screen. So, I mean, you get sap. But the sap only does like 17, 1800 damage, which I mean is a lot for a single shell, but still, I don't know. Well, I mean, I'll have to see this thing in battle and how, and how it performs to actually judge it uh, correctly and maybe watch some reviews on it, because I haven't been uh, really doing this too much as far as World of Warships is concerned lately. Uh, but, I mean, it seems like an interesting ship. It's not a steaming pile of crap like it was in testing, so that's good. Um, it's maybe, maybe to some people it would still be a pile of crap because they can't, you know, deal with a cruiser that has no armor, and a lot of people can't. So yeah, I mean, I'd be interested in getting that ship, I just, I don't know if it's worth the price. I mean, I'm really, I really don't like spending money on games, I don't, because of the fact that it's not actually tangible, I can't hold it in my hands, and I'm, you know, I just, I don't, I don't like it, because if, you know, something happens to the game or something where they eventually the game's going to be shut down. Eventually, I mean, games have a, have a lifespan, and um, I mean, now with uh, massive, you know, online games and stuff, it's it, their lifespan's definitely very long. But I, I assume it's going to eventually end. Maybe I don't know. And I just, I don't know. I don't want to have my money just suddenly disappear, and because it's essentially your money when you put in a game is at the hands of, or at the mercy of war gaming. And uh, you're essentially just paying for a license to play these ships, and yeah. So I mean, if the if the ship is good, it's worth it. But I mean, I just I don't know about the San Diego. I don't know. I mean, it like I said, in the right situations, I can see it being very very good. But it's just whether those situations come up often or not. And if you see the uh, USS Austin replay that just came up on, uh, or that Mighty Jingles just posted uh, from. Oh, what is it? Maltese Knight. It is 300,000 damage game in Austin. I mean, it's pretty cool, but you could kind of see points of it where the USS Austin is not doing great, like when it literally just gets smacked out of nowhere for three quarters of its health. It, 
you know, it, it lives from reload booster to reload booster, and that's a steel ship, so it's and it has unlimited reload boosters. This is not a steel ship. It doesn't have unlimited reload boosters. It is tier 8, and uh, if it lives reload booster to reload booster, I can see it being kind of an annoying ship to play. Uh, also, the Iwami came out, and it's just, it's um, an interesting ship in the fact that it's kind of along the same lines of the Heisen and the fact that it is based off of, the, of um, you know, alternate projects for the Yamatos. Uh, it does only have eight 410mm guns. Granted, they do have a 28-second reload, but everything else about it seems fairly average. I mean, it's got strong armor, but, I mean, I really... I mean, the secondaries are, are okay, it seems, but it, it doesn't seem like it's that special. I mean, I don't really get why pushing this ship on us, because, it, I mean, yes, it has Shimakaze torpedoes, and that is... That is pretty pretty impressive on a battleship, but you can see him from two and a half kilometers away without hydro. And that gives you plenty of time in most ships to react to their presence. And yeah, they do pretty good damage, or actually really good damage, but I mean, in a knife fight, yeah, it's going to be useful, but I don't really see it being able to take this ship into a knife fight because it's covered in 32 millimeters. I mean, it does, yes, it has a 50 millimeter deck around the turrets, but the bow doesn't have a 50 millimeter deck. That's just 32. I mean, and it has the same... Citadel is the Yamato, so yes, you can punch under that cheek armor and Citadel a ship with basically anything. Uh, you could probably Citadel with a cap gun at that angle. Um, I mean, yes, I you'd probably struggle with a Des Moines to Citadel it, but still, I mean, I, I shouldn't have to look to a heavy cruiser to find something that you couldn't Citadel it with. Um, it... It, it, it seems like it'd be good at a distance. It has pretty accurate guns, a pretty long range, pretty good reload... Uh, it seems to have anemic high explosive damage, though, especially for the tier, uh, and kind of lackluster armor-piercing damage. It is 12k, so, I mean, it's not bad, but you only have 8 guns, so it kind of takes away from that. Honestly, it just kind of seems like a worse Heisen to me. It really does. I mean, yeah, it has tarps, but other than that, I, it just seems like a worse Heisen. And this is a tier 9 premium ship. I, it has to have something, I don't know. And I know people have been asking for just a basic premium battleship, but I just, I don't get why you wouldn't grind it in Izumo, because minus torpedoes, this is basically what you get. And, I mean, yeah, it has guns in the back, but guns on the stern, but still, I just, you know, I just don't get it. But, you know, clearly there's a market for it, so that's why they're making it. Um, although, it does have Akazuki secondaries, so I can see maybe a meme secondary build on this thing. Although, I don't know why you wouldn't get a Shikishima or something like that. I guess if you don't have access to the steel. I still think the Shikishima would be better at this. Um, yeah, so I mean, it has those torpedo tubes. I think that's its gimmick card. Uh, so you can put them down flanks. And, you know, they do have a 20-kilometer range. So you can, maybe you can surprise someone who's not, you know, who's stationary or something. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly not a bad ship by any means whatsoever. But it's just... Is it remarkable enough, or is it going to be kind of like the Wichita, where it's just, it's good, it has a few gimmicks, like, but not enough to make it special. I don't know. You know. Anyways, uh, let's get on to going over the Kitakaze. And as many of you know, the Kitakaze didn't actually exist in real life. It was meant to be an extension of the Akazuki, and basically all this is just an Akazuki with uh, higher speed, 
better rudder shift time, and do extra torpedo tubes. Other than that, it's basically the same. What really kind of makes it different is the fact that you can slot a um, reload mod upgrade, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much the only difference. Well, you know what? We'll we'll get into my opinion later. Let's get into the stats of the Kitakaze. And for these stats, we're gonna assume that you have all upgrade or yeah, all equipment researched. Um, and we're going to be assuming that you're going to use the Type 93 Mon 3 torpedoes. Uh, these are the long lance torpedoes. They're pretty legendary as far as Japanese uh, destroyers go. Alright, so the main battery. Well, you got the same main battery as the Akazuki. You got 100mm 65 caliber Type 98 guns on a Model A mount. They're going to have a range of 12.46 kilometers base, which is alright at the tier. I mean, I feel like for a gunboat it should be a bit longer. You can extend it. You do have the option to extend it. Now, I do feel like base, it could be a bit longer, but then we might be treading into a bit overpowered territory, especially with the guns. But, you know, that's just me. They're going to have the same reload time of 3 seconds flat. They're going to have an 11.25 second uh, 180 turn time. They've got an accuracy of uh, maximum dispersion horizontal of 109 meters. Maximum dispersion vertical is 66 meters. Uh, I do see them kind of wander horizontally a bit. Um... You know, I do kind of notice that, but vertically, not too much. And, uh, yeah, and e e aiming in this thing's a bit special, but we'll get into that later. Actually, no, we'll go over that now. <laughs> I'll forget about it later. So aiming in this thing's a bit interesting. Uh, I really recommend ripple firing. Uh, generally, salvo firing is not advisable unless you're trying to, you know, just take out a low-health uh, enemy destroyer or something. You just want them gone now before they can get torpedoes off. Uh, that's really the only time I would salvo fire. Um... And what I mean by ripple firing is just holding down the mouse key instead of pressing it twice so that your guns fire individually, or the turrets fire individually, rather. Um, and this is because you can uh, adjust the uh, your dis where you're aiming uh, while you're firing so that uh, you can adjust for targets uh, dodging your shells. And it, it usually results in more shots on target. And actually, since those are considered individual salvos, you will get more fires because the game will essentially roll the dice more uh, for fire chance. Versus if you fire them all at once, that gets one dice roll if a fire counts, if a, if a fire comes. Uh, now, if you fire it, if you ripple fire it, then it rolls a dice every time a turret goes off. And I, you might think that this is weird, but I actually have experimented with this. And I, I took my buffalo out several times, and uh, stationary girls occur first, uh, several of them lined up. I uh, ripple fired uh, to get 200 round hits. And uh, every time I started a fire on a, on a gross care first, I would retarget on a next one. So, you know, you didn't get the uh, interference of the higher or lower chance of starting a fire once the fire was already burning. Or if uh, a shell hit the same spot where a fire was burning and technically would have started the fire, but this fire was already burning there. You know, uh, just so that a fire that was existing wouldn't interfere with it. Um, I After several trials, I found out that you were significantly, and it wasn't even close, you were significantly more likely to start a fire if you ripple-fired your guns rather than firing them in salvo. Anyways, that's a detour. But, um, yeah, so ripple-fire them, you can dynamically adjust your uh, aim whilst, uh, whilst targets are uh, moving and trying to dodge, and you'll, you'll result in more fires and targets. So you do have to ripple-fire rather than uh, salvo-firing, as you might in most destroyers. Um, but, you know, some people prefer to just salvo fire 
uh, in all their ships, I really do recommend that in uh, Gunboat Destroyers, uh, particularly and particularly the Akazuki, Kitakaze, and Arugamo, that you uh, ripple fire your guns. Uh, you will notice a bit more dispersion because, uh, again, those are rolled as individual salvos, so dispersion can get a bit wonky sometimes. Um, but you will result; it will generally result in more target hits because you're adjusting for aim as you're firing, rather than adjust aim, fire, then wait for the to reload, then adjust aim and fire. Uh, you're, you know, adjusting your aim while you're firing. It's it, it seems like there's no difference, but once you actually start playing uh, this way, you will notice that uh, it does feel different when you're aiming and that it will result in more hits. Anyways, uh, so you got a Sigma 2.0. Uh, you have 100mm HE Type 98 shells. You're going to have a raw HE DPM of 192,000. Maximum damage of 1,200, which for the gun caliber is pretty good. Uh, the initial muzzle velocity does seem amazing at 1,000 meters a second. Uh, I believe this is the fastest in the game. I mean, it's tied several ways with for the fastest in the game. Um, but since the air drag coefficient of these really small light shells is uh, so high, they will quickly drop off to around 500 meters a second by the time you actually get out to the target. So it will still arc pretty significantly, even though it has a high velocity. Not as much as the American ones, but since the shells are so light, you will notice it. Um, these shells will weigh 13 kilograms, they'll have a depth explosion of 2 meters, they'll have an HE penetration of 30 millimeters, a burn probability of 5%, uh, which means per salvo you get 33.7% fire chance and about 6 fires per minute. The 100mm uh, AP Type 98 shells will do 272,000 damage per minute, 1,700 damage per shell. They'll have the same velocity and weight. They'll ricochet at a standard 45 to 60 degrees, or that's when the ricochet checks will start. Uh, depth explosion is 1 meter, overmatch is 6 millimeters. And threshold is 17 millimeters for the arming time with a short fuse time of 0.01 seconds. Um, the firing sectors are, you know, they're average. I mean, they're not extremely good, but they're very, very usable and really no complaints there. Uh, yeah, so uh, torpedoes, uh, you'll have those 610 millimeter sextile type 93 long lance torpedoes uh the ones that i've chosen have a 12 kilometer range do a maximum damage of 23,767 which is kind of funny because that is actually not enough to kill a kitakaze with survivability expert so i find that kind of interesting um the reload time is uh, 171 seconds which is literally glacial it is absurd and i hate it uh, the torpedo speed is its alright at 67 knots. The detectability leaves a little bit to be desired at 1.7 kilometers because it gives you a 9.4 second chance of reaction, or 9.4 second reaction time, and the chance of flooding is 406%. The, uh, the aiming sector is abysmal. You can't fire really before, uh, uh, before, <laughs> uh, forward or behind of you. Uh, like at all, you basically have to be straight broadside to get torpedoes away. Yeah, they're... I, I really find the Kitakaze's torpedoes quite hard to use uh, just because of the insane, literally insane um, uh, dispersion, I guess. Because, um, so you can have a or spread, the literally insane spread is what I'm looking for. So you can obviously fire widespread or narrow spread, and uh, the narrow spread is very wide, and the widespread literally covers a whole flank. 
because the, the torpedoes are just so awkward to use. There's six of them in a launcher. Yes, you can get 12 torpedoes in the water at once because you have a um, uh, you have a torpedo reload booster, and that's nice. But I just really find them hard to use because they just get so wide so quickly that people just thread the needle super easy. I mean, you see battleships like slow, like Colorado class battleships just threading the needle straight through it, and it it really kind of gets annoying. Uh, AA defense, hot what AA defense? It's really even though this wasn't designed to be an AA destroyer, it doesn't have any basically. Uh, survivability, you're going to start out with 20,700 hit points, which is pretty good. Your fire is going to burn for 30 seconds and result in 1,800 damage if you let it, or 1,863 damage if you let it burn all the way through. Flooding is going to flood for 40 seconds and result in 2,070 damage. Concealment leaves a lot to be desired, actually. Uh, it's 7.53 kilometers, which means that when on fire, you'll be seen 9.53 kilometers away and 2.48 kilometers away after you fire your guns and smoke. Um, and you'll be seen 3.66 kilometers away from the air. This is base, no mods applied. Um, and as far as maneuverability is concerned, pretty great for the top speed, or, well, pretty good for the ship size for the top speed. Uh, 36 knots. Your turning circle radius leaves a lot to be desired for a destroyer at 730 meters, but the rudder shift time isn't bad at 4.6 seconds. It is a bit long because you do see some cruisers start to get in this range, especially the really light cruisers, will start to get sub 5 second rudder shift times um so for destroyer it's a bit long but it's it's usable um especially if you put rudder mod on there you will be able to uh you get turning around pretty good but a lot of people find that throttle juking is more successful for them i personally uh prefer rudder juking but uh, you know it's each his own uh damage control party is standard uh 40 second uh, reload time five second duration uh smoke generator Standard Japanese one, you get a 93 second dispersion time, three consumables, action radius of 0.45 kilometers, reload time of 160 seconds, action time of 20 seconds. Uh, speed boost is standard, 8%, 120 second action time, 120 second reload, and three consumables. And torpedo reload booster, you get three charges, reload time is 160 seconds, the reload, uh, torpedo reload speed when active is five seconds, and, or, yeah, the consumer, torpedo tube reload time is 5 seconds. That is the active time of this consumable. Or the action time is actually 1 second, excuse me. But it basically just ensures that your torpedo reload is going to be 5 seconds no matter what. Um, yeah, so that's that's useful. Especially when you're, you know, you got a bunch of battleships and you slow down on a flank. And you don't want to be spotted. Uh, as far as mods are concerned, we're going to go main armaments. Then we're going to go engine room protection because why not this is the destroyer then uh, typically i go aiming systems because i use my guns if you really like to use those torpedoes for some reason you could get, go torpedo tubes mod or you could go main battery mod too if you just want mlg turrets but um i like aiming systems then you're going to take steering gears modification if you're a steering juker if you are a rudder or a propulsion juker then you're going to take propulsion mod um and then in the next slot, you're going to take Concealment System Mod 1. Don't even bother with the second uh, rudder shift. I mean, yes, you'll get a 2.2 second rudder shift time, but the rate of turn is so bad on this thing because of the large, rudder, uh, the large turning circle radius, it's not actually worth it. Um, and then you're going to go with uh, Reload uh, Mod, Main Battery Mod 3 in the last slot, which will get your reload down to 2.7 seconds base, I believe. Uh, 2.64 seconds base, actually, which is, uh, on eight guns, that is quite potent. You could take range mod if you want, 
Um, it'll get your range up to 14.46 kilometers, but I really don't feel like that lost DPM's worth it. So I typically stick with the reload mod. As far as commander skills are concerned, this is where it gets to be a bit interesting. Um, if you do have Isoroku Yamamoto, uh, like I do, I just got him, I do recommend going with Grease the Gears, well, you could go with Grease the Gears or Preventative Maintenance, I think he has buffed versions of both, yes, actually, he does have bu buffed versions of both, so, um, you could go with, uh, the, uh, MLG turrets and get your, uh, turret rotation time down to a mere 10.78 seconds, but, um, still, front down from... I think it was 11 seconds, 12 seconds, 12.92, so basically 13 seconds. I, I, I don't feel like it's worth it. I mean, yes, in a knife fight, that that would be useful, but I do feel like preventative maintenance is more useful because with Isoroku Yamamoto, or Yamamoto Isoroku, excuse me, um, it, it, it essentially means that the risk of modules being incapacitated is lowered by 45%. So I feel like that's more useful versus the 25% reduction in uh, main battery traverse time. Anyways, next you're going to take Last Stand and Priority Target, then you're going to take Survivability Expert and Adrenaline Rush, and then Concealment Modification. Uh, so this is the base 15 points that Yamamoto Isoroku comes with, so if you just got him, this is what I recommend taking. Uh, after that, I do recommend Fearless Brawler, uh, and then, uh, you know... It, it really depends what you want to take. I mean, you're only going to be allotted a two-point skill after this. Um, yeah, or I mean, instead of fearless brawler, you could take IFHE. Uh, that will get you up to a 37 millimeter penetration, so you'll have more effective damage, but you have less reload. Um, it really depends what you want. Um, you know, I don't know. You could do demolition expert if you really wanted to. Uh, or you could do consumables and enhancements for your last few points. Um, so this is going to ensure that we have a 2.38 second reload base. Uh, this is not with any of Yamamoto's perks active. Uh, and this is on full health. You're going to have uh, raw DPM, as far as HE is concerned, of 242,000. Uh, 343,000 for AP DPM. You're going to have 23,850 hit points. Uh, yeah, that's the only mods I applied, right? Yes. Uh, or actually, no. Your concealment is now going to be done to 6.1 kilometers, which is certainly more respectable. Uh, you're going to have a 3.7 second rudder shift time, which is all right. Um, yeah. And, oh, I forgot flags. Yeah, so you're going to want to go Juliet Charlie for the magazine uh, detonation pre uh, prevention risk. Or, no, magazine detonation uh, risk prevention, excuse me. <laughs> well, I don't even know why I said that backwards. English is hard. Um, then you're going to take uh, a speed flag. Then you're going to take a consumable reload buff flag. And you can take fire flags if you want to. Um, although, since this has kind of a low fire chance, I mean, in general, I mean, for the shell and for how often they're coming out, it's a decent fire chance, but overall it's pretty low. And it's only going to add uh, just a full, per only a full percent. Uh, between the two flags so if you're low on those i don't recommend taking them but if you have a bunch of them to spare certainly throw them on there and a flood flag if you're using your torpedoes a lot um yeah so that's going to increase your flood chance to 486 percent on the uh on the torpedoes it's going to increase your speed to 37.8 knots and uh yeah that's oh it's going to increase your fire chance to six percent and 39 percent in the salvo so yeah 
you know that this ship is is certainly formidable in the hands of a skilled player is pretty much unstoppable or well i say pretty much unstoppable until carrier comes along or a radar cruiser or something like that that for this ship to really shine you have to be left alone really and that's kind of the unfortunate part. And what I was really disappointed about with this ship is that it's really not that much of an upgrade over the Akazuki. Yes, you can apply mods to decrease the reload time that are not available to the Akazuki. And that that does make it an upgrade. But I was expecting a straight-up reload upgrade. And uh, I was wrong. I guess I didn't look ahead. <laughs> My mistake. But, um, yeah, so apparently all of them are three-second reload. Obviously, the Harugumo does get an extra turret there, which does significantly buff the EPM. Um, you know, I just, I don't, I'm a bit disappointed with this line in general. Uh, it's good, don't get me wrong, but it is a bit frustrating sometimes when you see your shells hitting a superstructure and literally doing, like, 80 damage a pop. I kid you not, one of my penetrations on, I forget what kind of battleship it was, it, it was obviously saturated, but I hit a superstructure, and I kid you not, I did 80 damage. With a whole shell that's supposed to do a thousand, a thousand, two hundred damage, I did 80 of that. And, yes, you can do a lot of damage to a non-saturated target, and uh, and over time, if you're in a smoke screen, yes, you can do a lot of damage. But hydro exists, radar exists, destroyer sneaking up on your smoke screen exists. It, you know, I, I mean, yes, you should know when, where destroyers are and if they're going to sneak up on your smoke screen or not. But it, it's not the be-all end-all that I thought they were. You know, you see these replays and things like that. It's like, oh, these things are amazing. They're just undoubtedly good ships and yes they are good ships but we are seeing a bit of power creep the Forbes german exists and the Kleber has no problem in gutting you down it really doesn't it's reload booster with its reload booster active it has your reload time and does far more damage with each hit and good luck trying to hit it when it's going 55 knots you can't make that speed yeah you have more guns than it does or actually i don't even think you have more guns than it does i think that's double turrets on there um, and just let me check real quick. Let's go to the Club Bear. Oh. Yeah, it does, it has the same amount of guns as you do. And yes, yes, I get it's tier 10, but you'll face it a lot. And there's nothing you can really do to it, because it has better shell arcs than you do. And it has larger guns than you do, more penetration than you do, does a lot more damage than you do. And it's it's... Literally, it's HE shells, and this is Mogador I'm looking at now. It's HE shells will do 2,000 damage. That's 800 more damage than you have. And yes, it has an 8-second reload base, but it also has a re reload booster. That It sure is going to save for you, It does, and it goes way more, way faster than you. And honestly, it, it, I mean, it also has better saturation than you do. I just, I feel like I should have gone up the French Destroyer line, because I feel like that's more of my gameplay. Um, I mean, I love the Sirocco and its saturation. I almost would trade, I would trade a smokescreen for a French saturation on this, on the Kitkazi and speed. But then it'd just be a French destroyer, so you should go play that, honestly. I just, it, it seems to me like a worse French destroyer. That's honestly what I get out of this. And yes, it's a good ship. Yes, it has torpedoes that hit like crazy. Yes, it has torpedo reload booster. But they're so awkward to use. They're unusable. Kleber and Mogador, they they can get and Fantask, and, uh, they can get their torpedoes off at absurd angles. Kitakazi can't do that. And yeah, I mean you have Isoroku Yamamoto, but that only activates you get a Kraken unleashed, and the game's probably over by then, anyways. 
yeah, you have you don't need a reload booster to have uh, have an amazing reload time. Yeah, that's true. But you know, I mean, it, your guns don't do as much damage. And I just, I, I know, I just, I was expecting more from the ship, and I know it, it probably has to do a bit with the player. And I know I'm not a super income player; I never claim to be. I mean, that's why this podcast is called Rank Amateur. <laughs> it's not called Rank Expert. I just, I'm really kind of disappointed with the ship. I, it's hard to do damage in. Yes, you can sneak into caps way better than the Clabaird Magador can. Yes, you're more of a team player than him. Yes, that, and, and I mean, it's it. it yeah, it's better in certain respects, but, um, I mean, there's there's things that can beat you now. And, uh, y- yes, you'll win a gunfight against basically anything except for those French things, but you'll lose most of your health. Those French things will hardly get hit. You can't, I mean, and they have good velocity, you don't, uh, especially at range. It, it, the range is a bit disappointing, too. I, I mean, I feel like on a dedicated gunboat like these, these should at least have, like, 14-kilometer range. I just... And yes, you can get 14 kilometer range if you put the range mod on, but then you have to give up DPM. And uh, yeah, I mean, yes, the penetration's good. You're gonna get, you know, your 30 millimeters of penetration off of a 100 millimeter gun, which is pretty good. That's basically it's close to one third caliber penetration. And I, I just. And I mean, yes, playing in the middle with this thing is good. Playing a smoke screen's good, but when that smoke screen's out. I mean, you're kind of, you're a, a slow, sluggish, cruiser-sized destroyer that's uh, that doesn't have the armor-piercing of uh, those new German things, so, you know, I, I feel like it's just, it, it's been power crept a bit, you know? And, yes, when you're in the double division of these things, like me and my friend, and my, both in our Kitakazis, yes, we can get some serious work done with these. But we can't really, there, there's things out there that can push into us. Those German battleships... They get cl- they just march towards you, and uh, you may be able to DPM them down, but if you're not able to, they'll hydro you and take you out in a few seconds with their secondaries. And you're too slow to outmaneuver them, so, you know, or you, you're too slow to outmaneuver the secondaries. I mean, good luck with radar. Radar is the bane of this thing's existence. It can't dodge it. I mean, Petropathalos gets spotted, it stealth radars you, that's it. Most of the time, especially if... I mean, if the team decides to shoot at you, yeah, it's probably it. Um, yeah, I just... I don't know. I just... I, I was expecting more, and maybe my bar's too high for this ship. Maybe I'm expecting too much from the ship, and I, I do know that it takes a lot of skill to play these ships. I like to think I'm a very uh, pretty skilled uh, World of Warships player, and I have had some really good games in this thing, but it, it just doesn't seem to... I mean, it, it's really... It's a bunch of highs and lows. You'll get some games where you'll do like 30k damage in this thing, and not because uh, you weren't doing anything. Maybe you were capping the whole game, and that I get. That's just sometimes destroyer gameplay, but it you know isn't as exciting of a life in uh, World of Warships as I thought it was going to be. And uh, maybe that was me. Maybe it wasn't. Or maybe that was me for not doing my research. Maybe I'm expecting too much. But that's just my take on this. Yes, it's a good ship. Yes, it can be fun to play, but not as often as I thought it was. And honestly, you know, I mean, it's 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 better than the torpedo line in the Japanese destroyers. 100% better, in my opinion. More exciting. A little less intellectual, a little more run and gun. But, I mean, when you're out of your smokescreen, or when you're in your smokescreen, and you're when you're behind an island, this thing's amazing. Or when you're 
when you're able to throttle juke, when there's enough people, when there's a few, only a few people shooting at you, and you're able to throttle juke, yes, this thing is great. It is great. But when you get to the point where people start focusing you down because you're a kitakaze and they know that if they let you uh, alone, they're, you're gonna you know tear them to shreds. Uh, yeah, you know, I just feel like this ship is a tier eight ship. I really feel like, I feel like it's. It's the Akazugi just not buffed enough to be in tier nine. That's that's my take on it, basically. It I feel like the Harugumo should be have Kitakazi stats with the extra turret and be at tier nine, and I feel like something better should be at tier ten. I, that's just my take on it. But your take may be different. That's all for this episode, Captains. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember to email me at rakeamateurpodcast at gmail.com if you uh, wish to communicate with me in any manner. And until next time, Captains. Thank you.